Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. My name is a philosopher and this is where we level up inside and outside the virtual arena. Uh, we do that by talking about topics or having guests in the show that I think are going to help us all level up inside and outside the virtual arena. And the way that we do that is by using my experience in the world of esports, in competitive gaming, in life coaching, and all the different experiences that I've had. And today's topic is very important to me because of everything going on. And that's how do you bounce back from failure? Uh, small, large, whatever you are really internalizing and, and letting that hold you back. And I think that's going to be a great topic. I did a little bit of research because I've had some hardships lately and I'm trying my best to bounce back from certain failures, whether they're my fault or not, certain hardships that I think could be considered failure. And how do I get out of that mindset and continue to make the rest of my life the best of my life? But before we get into that topic, I want to have a few updates as usual. Uh, rather than just jumping right into the topic, I want to go ahead and actually uh, discuss some things that I think can keep you guys informed, can help you guys uh, stay up to date on what's going on in my life. And so that's what I'm going to do. And the first topic, of course, is the tournaments that we're doing. Uh, we now have two weeklies. We have an online weekly and we have an offline weekly, which is really awesome. So Mondays are our online tournaments. Those are Mighty Modem Mondays. <laughs> I love the alliteration, a little bit hard to say when you're a little bit tired, but nonetheless, I do really enjoy those uh, the alliteration on that one. But we do Dragon Ball and Street Fighter. Dragon Ball Fighters and Street Fighter V. Uh, Dragon Ball is on PC, while Street Fighter is both PC and PS4, so it doesn't matter. Feel free to enter as long as your connection is good. Strongly encourage you to use Ethernet rather than Wi-Fi. If you have a bad connection, um, we find that you know the connection issue is on your side, then you're going to be DQ'd. But nonetheless, feel free to join those. Otherwise, if you live in the Southwest Michigan area, uh, we're in Kalamazoo every Thursday at LFG Bar. Um, really cool venue. If you've never been there before. Uh, very gaming inspired. They actually renovated it during this whole quarantine. So when we came back, there was way more room for us to be able to do our locals, bring setups. Strongly encourage you to bring your setups as well. Uh, we do tournaments if we have enough people. It's $5 per tournament and the price of admission is essentially anything on the menu. Uh, we encourage you to support local businesses. The owner, Amy, and uh, the manager, the general manager, Wendell, Wendell has been uh, Mandel, Waddell, that's my neighbor. <laughs> Mandel has been super supportive of, of everything that we're doing here. So we really want to give back to them so that we can continue to have a venue, and especially one that's as awesome as the one that we're currently staying at. Uh, so yeah, make sure you guys check that out. Information will be in the Discord. I'll have links in the description or the show notes for you guys if you're interested. Discord is the best way to stay up to date on, on what we're doing uh, in any kind of capacity. We do uh, just locals, uh, in-person tournaments, whatever you may think, the Discord is probably the best way to interact with the rest of the community. Uh, the next update is actually going to be the uh, the 25-day challenge. Oh, I just did it. Okay. So the 25-day challenge, uh, my friend Mega Maxstar, he's a co-host. He's no stranger to this show. Uh, he challenged me on Facebook, but I've been doing a social media purge for the most part, really avoiding it. Um, so what I've been doing is I've been recording every video and my hope is to actually put that into a montage or, or some sort of uh, format, experimental format where I record all 25 days of me doing push-ups and a little bit of commentary if I have anything to say, uh, put it together and make that into a video. 
and, and hopefully that'll inspire other people. Uh, I've had some experiences already just nine days, eight days in. I just did it. I did my workout before this podcast. So you probably, if you're watching the video version or watching it live, uh, then uh, you probably see me glistening a little bit and out of breath. <laughs> but uh, I think that gives me the best mental clarity. So that's why I decided to try doing my workout and my 25 day challenge right before this. But nonetheless, it's been an interesting experiment experiment slash experience because uh, I've done various workouts to keep myself trying to get in shape, but I've never actually tried to do 25 push-ups consecutively. Usually it's like 10 at most, or I'll do them until what I consider failure, but I never have like a set number. It's usually do push-ups for five minutes or do 10 push-ups, then do 10 squats, then do 20 punches or something like that. Uh, so one night I just decided I'm going to do this. I accept the challenge. I'm going to go ahead and do it. And 25 push-ups, man, like my lats, like down here was sore. My like biceps and triceps were way more sore, but in a, in a good way. What I, I remember when I, I worked out. So that was very great. I strongly encourage you to try it out for yourself. Some sort of motivation to help you. Working out has been giving me a lot more motivation. On There's one day a week where I do like an hour-long routine. Um, my son is at daycare. Uh, I'm able to get up early enough to actually do the full exercise without being interrupted. So I, I do the whole entire thing. And, and like that one day, I feel so much more productive than any other day of the week to where I, I want to get up earlier to start doing that. Uh, that's not quite realistic with my sleep schedule just yet. So I just I get out workouts when I can, despite trying to make it perfect. Before, everything had to be perfect. Everything had to be like cookie cutter, cut out, really figured out. And I'm finding my life is a little bit too chaotic to really fit it in that way. So rather than me being upset if it's not done perfectly scheduled, everything really figured out, it's just I know I want to do these things. I find a time to do them to the best of my ability. If I get better, if I get more organized with my life schedule, then great. If not, I still get the most important thing, which is my workout. Uh, that helps everything else out throughout the rest of my day. I have more energy, more motivation. Uh, I feel physically alert. It's it's great. So that's that's one of the things, my personal project that I, I hope to do in the the next tw uh, 20 days. I mean, I'm on day eight. Math. <laughs> Eight, uh, 25 minus eight days, uh, 26 minus eight days, because that gives me some time to edit. I don't know how long it's going to take to edit with that many videos, but they're pretty short, like two to three minutes long, if that, uh, with the commentary in there for the videos that do have commentary. Nonetheless, the last update that I have for you guys is I've been really trying to update my Patreon. Uh, as you know, I've been laid off from my job. I have no hopes of getting that job back the way uh, the government is going right now. Schools are just getting super hit hard by the government right now, so I don't expect that to happen. No disrespect to my former employer. It has nothing to do with them. It's just we're shut down. Um, they're going to lose funding, like not just them, but every university is going to lose funding if they don't set certain criteria, have people go back to the schools. International students are going to get hurt by this. Uh, I don't want to get into all the details of that, but nonetheless, uh, I still have to make an income. Uh, my fiance has been the main source of revenue during most of this. I've been uh, slowly trying to take on more coaching clients as well. But uh, Patreon is where I'm trying to get the best bang for my buck and really sculpt that to where I can start taking on clients again, uh, making a monthly income, and I can do that through your guys' support. So there's different levels. Make sure you check it out. I'm still trying to tweak it. I don't want to do it too dramatically too fast. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, I'll have links down, down that to the... I can't talk. I'll have links to that down below. And if you don't know what it is, essentially it's a crowdfunding platform where you guys can give a monthly subscription words, monthly subscription 
similar to Twitch. It's kind of similar to Twitch, but you you pick the different price levels and there's different tiers and different benefits or rewards for those tiers. So if you're new to that, that's one great way where you guys can support me and I would greatly appreciate it. You don't have to if you don't want to, but that is one way you can support me if you'd like to. Moving on, let's get into the main topic. So bouncing back from failure, uh, like I said before, losing my job, uh, I started to, after this last year and a half, really identify with my job. I almost, my, my job and my personality were one and the same. You know, everything that I love to do, the jack of all trades, figuring out things, the personal development, the gaming, the esports, the co competition, the production, live streaming. Uh, I was able to do a lot of these things. I was kind of a director slash worker because I would direct these things, plan these things, conduct these things, and then delegate them if I had people to delegate them to. And uh, that was a huge blow for me the longer time has passed and the longer I'm not doing that. Doing things like the online locals and, and live streaming has helped me to like, ease that pain. But nonetheless, uh, that affected me in ways that I didn't really notice uh, at first because I can be very numb to my emotions without realizing that I'm doing it. And so I have to sit back and really reflect on why am I getting more irritated at certain things? Why am I feeling more or less motivated in life? Uh, and a lot of that had to do with my perception of of my job and what was happening with me right now. I felt very confused as to what I wanted to do. Uh, I put my podcast on hold for the last year and a half. Like I kind of did my, my podcast, but it wasn't like I went from 500, 500 subscribers to like 1200 in the span of like six months. It, like, it just shot. Like I knew the numbers. I knew my YouTube channel very intimately. And then I knew that I wouldn't be able to maintain that home ownership, having a kid in this job where I'm working 40 to 60 plus hours a week. Uh, I, I couldn't really do the YouTube channel. So I sort of set that aside thinking that I'd get back to it later on. And uh, later on never really came until the quarantine. Uh, and I had way more time to really think about this. And that was hard for me to try to pick up the pieces. You know, I felt like I was starting from like zero subscribers, zero listeners, because I put out a new video and they used to get thousands and thousands of, of watches. And now it's like 20, 30, 40, 60, maybe 100 if I'm lucky. And that made me feel like a failure as well for a little bit. I know naturally not to put much stock into that. But when you're hitting these high numbers and then you're going back to making content and you feel like you've progressed in your career, you think more people would want to watch your content, but uh, that's not exactly how making content works. It's about momentum. It's about marketing. It's about relationships. And a lot of those relationships, a lot of that uh, momentum was lost during that last year and a half. So it was kind of a double blow because I, I didn't have my, my channel to the full force. Like the viewership wasn't there. Uh, the job was gone. And the only thing I really had was like, uh, you know, being a father. That was the only thing that really gave me any joy. That was something I put most of my effort into. But even my health wasn't as good. I used to be way more in shape, way more lean, way more disciplined in, in my, my habits. And so that was another thing hitting me, making me feel like a failure. And, and those and smaller topics, smaller areas of my life are what motivated, what inspired this topic. So I went back, did some research, looked at my notes, watched some um, speakers that I, I look up to. And I wanted to share what I discovered and what works for me and what I'm going to be doing moving forward in my life in terms of bouncing back from failure. So the first area is managing and mon monitoring your self-talk. Uh, this is a great one. I talk about this a lot in, in various areas because uh, a lot of people have these default mindsets and they just 
start berating themselves or they start complaining about things. There, there's two different categories I find that are what I would consider toxic or catabolic uh, habits. One of them is blaming yourself for everything. You know, you 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 look at yourself as a failure and you internalize that. And usually that makes you a little bit more sad. People who who internalize their failures and blame it all of themselves. They have a strong sense of responsibility, but as such, they're they're the victimizer <laughs> and the victim uh, at the same time. So they are berating themselves constantly. So it's only a matter of time before you start falling into that that pool of depression, that that deep well. Uh, and so if you don't monitor your self talk, if you don't monitor your your inner dialogue to yourself. Then everything else is going to be very, very hard to overcome. Your habits are going to be hard to overcome, and and that's something that luckily I still have to some capacity, uh, but I definitely can improve on that. And pay attention to like what you're saying. But the other camp that I want to talk about is people who externalize their failures. They blame other people. You know, the fighting game players is like, oh, that move is broken. You're spamming. You're playing cheap tactics. We have an OP character. Oh, I lost because of lag. Yada yada yada. Like those people that blame life, that blame oh the government, they blame their boss, they blame their fiance, like their their significant other, their wife, their husband, whatever it may be. They're blaming other people. They tend to be a little bit more in the angry hard tilt camp. Uh, but that's still very catabolic, very toxic to their own well-being. And either one of those camps, you really want to monitor. And if you're in that camp, start to change your inner dialogue. Uh, if you're getting mad at other people, start taking responsibility for your things, but not beating yourself up in the process. Uh, if you are internalizing a lot of these things, you need to start not hating yourself as much, not looking at yourself as I'm a failure. Uh, start with small things like I failed at this specific thing, but I'm not a failure. You know, I can learn from these things. And you want to start asking yourself questions, good questions like, uh, what did I learn from this situation? What did I learn about another person that was involved in this situation? What did I learn about myself? You know, what can I do in the future to avoid this situation or to do better in this? And that could be fighting games, that could be relationships, that could be career. It doesn't really matter, but you have to ask those questions and not filter it through your current mindset. So if I ask myself, you know, what can I learn next time, then you have that person who's like, oh, I can't, it's impossible. I can't do anything about it. Blah, 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 blah. Like those kinds of people. No, that's not the right way of doing it. You have to stop that dialogue because it's not working for you and dig deeper find something look at what other people are doing in your in your life unless you're doing something completely unique that no one has ever done like if you're playing a fighting game uh, unless you're playing a brand new fighting game character that only you know about and have access to somebody else has probably figured out the situation so go do your homework figure it out if you're trying to start a career look at other people and study it don't get caught up in the details but try to find that specific thing that's holding you up and, and grow from that. Don't focus too hard on like blaming other things. Change that dialogue. Learn about other people. Start to emulate the way that they think. Ask them like, how do you think about this? You know, if you're if you're having issues with confidence or something like that, like how how do you not care about what people think about you? Figure out how they think and adapt that mindset. People seem to have a hard time understanding that you can change how you think. You're not pre-programmed. We have free will. As such, if you change how you think about things, you can also change how you feel about things. And that also changes your actions. Because if you're not as angry or if you're not as sad, you're more likely to take responsibility for your actions and get more stuff done. And that's 
really what we want here is to accomplish more, do more, be more than where we already are. Uh, this is one that I, I can't harp on enough. Pay attention to what you're saying and thinking. And even pay attention to what other people say and think about themselves and, and just take note of it. You know, people who are more successful and people who aren't as successful, look at their their inner dialogue as much as they're willing to share with you. Because you'll find that people who are more successful, people who are better at fighting games or career or sports, they tend to have a more productive mindset. They don't get caught up in their failures. If they make a mistake, they learn from it. If they lose to somebody, they try to learn from it. I talk about this a lot, but Kaizen, look up the word. It is a fantastic philosophy that will, I think, open your eyes if you struggle with this topic, if you are having a hard time agreeing with me in terms of, oh, no, a failure is always a failure. Or if you, you suck at something, you always suck at something. If you're a person that fits into that camp, do a little bit of research into Kaizen. I promise you, uh, I think you're wrong. You can grow. You can get better. 100%, I will argue with you. Well, I'll debate with you. I'm not going to argue with you, but I will debate um, about that topic. Uh, the next topic is connecting with other people. Um, connect with someone else and help them process it. And when I say this, the caveat is talk to someone about the issue that isn't toxic, <laughs> isn't going to laugh at you, uh, is going to be as non-judgmental as possible. Uh, if you start to you know, get some of these issues out and, and try to find people who are willing to help support you, you're going to find that it, it's kind of cathartic. It helps you get it out. Now, it's not complaining for the sake of complaining or ranting for the sake of ranting. It's to, to help vent. You know, you have something pent up inside of you and you want to release that. You don't want to just put that into the air for other people to have, but you want to release that so that you can move on. If you're continuing to complain and complain and complain or, or, bash people or things in life, that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, if you are in a mindset of where you want to change, you want to get past your failure, you want to bounce back, and or you've never felt like you've been successful in life, then this is what will help you uh, to be around other people. There's a good saying, I think it's by Stephen Covey, perhaps Napoleon Hill, that is, you're the average of your five closest friends. Now, this was originally meant for your financial status. Uh, if, you, if you look at your five closest friends and you look at their income and you average it, you probably are going to be the average of your five closest friends in terms of your income. However, I strongly believe that this relates to other areas of your life. If you look at their eating habits, your eating habits are probably going to be very similar. Your fitness, your, your mindset is going to be very similar. Even sometimes your political views, that isn't always the case, but a lot of times you're, you're, you're gonna be the average of those people. And I, I always found that very fascinating. And this is gonna sound harsh, but you need to closely monitor your inner circle. Don't be around people who are going to feed into your toxicity, who are going to encourage you to continue to have toxic mindsets. This is your life that you're living. And you don't wanna be around people because you feel some obligation as a friend. I'm not saying, Cut them off from your life completely. I'm just saying that uh, you can't constantly expose yourself to people who are going to be encouraging you to think in a toxic way. Uh, you got to take care of yourself. You're number one. You can't help other people if you're not taking care of yourself. You know, you want to create allies, create people who are going to help you. Uh, in fighting games or any competitive game, you, you get around good players. You surround yourself with good players. <laughs> Everyone else is better than you. There's nowhere else to go but up. Uh, you, 
I do encourage you to teach other people as well. And that's something that we'll get into in a second. But I'm talking about your, your allies, your inner circle, the people that are going to help lift you up. Be around people who are going where you want to go, uh, who are where you want to be. And you're going to find yourself just rubbing off. They're going to rub off on you. You know, that their habits, their mindsets, if you ask some questions, you try to understand and you also try to give back to them, you're going to you're going to see some things. And then also in terms of like creating allies, one of the other things I think is really helpful is finding a uh, volunteering somewhere. Now, this could be the old school, you know, volunteering for outdoorsy type stuff and, and helping people out, soup kitchens, things like that. Uh, I'm less inclined to recommend that now with COVID-19 being a thing. But with the power of Discord, if you're a gamer, you know there's tons of Discord communities, there's tons of Reddit communities. You can join a community, but also help out. Not just lurk, not just share your thoughts, but also participate in some way. Maybe you have a skill that you can help that community in some form or fashion. It could be marketing, it could be music, it could be art. It doesn't really matter. Find a way to contribute, give back to other people. And you're going to find that uh, this is one of the things that can help you grow as a person and help you feel more uh, successful, feel more like you're growing as a person. Because a lot of times failure isn't just the act of failing at something. It's your perception of yourself. It's how you look at yourself in a mirror, the metaphorical mirror. Uh, And sometimes if you give back, you know, most people, uh, we are well-natured people. If you wind up giving back, you're going to feel something. You know, you're not a robot. You're a human being with emotions. Now, there's there's different mental uh, disabilities and things that might hinder that. For the average person, though, for the person that is, isn't diagnosed with anything crazy, you're not a sociopath, you know, even people with mental disabilities still have the capacity to feel emotions just maybe process differently or they experience it differently and have to work a little bit harder or work differently to get that sensation of of self-love, which sounds very cheesy, but you really want to start to love yourself, in my opinion. That's kind of an aside, but uh, I'm not ashamed of talking about self-love. I think that's a huge thing that more people should strongly consider. We've fallen into a society of self-deprecating humor with memes and and, and uh, the term shit posting and stuff like that. And I think they're funny and fun, but there's some people who live for that. They live in that. And uh, they don't really ever get out of that kind of mindset. They're, they're constantly memeing in real life, which I personally think is somewhat concerning because if you're not learning to cope with your issues and you're only hiding them, you're only using self-defense mechanisms to really uh, deal with your emotions rather than actually processing them and moving on from them, they're going to be there and they're going to carry with you into adulthood. And being an adult is going to get harder and harder and feel like heavier. Life and these struggles and these issues that you're having are going to feel and weigh very heavily on your shoulders. So strongly, strongly consider that. Uh, The last thing is maintain your discipline to continue your other obligations in life. Uh, This one is hard for me. This is the hardest one that uh, that hit me because a lot of my other habits fell off when my life got really hard in different phases of my life. Um, I talk about being homeless and and having issues in the past, uh, but I I tried to maintain good habits 
you know, my, my fitness was number one. So even when I was homeless, I still found ways to exercise. I walked. I had a bicycle. My friend helped buy me a bike. We did hiking. I lived in San Diego at the time, so it was really easy to find things to do outdoors because the weather was always great. It almost never rained there. It never snowed there. Uh, it never got, like, below 60 degrees. So it was a great place for me to be able to handle that situation in terms of my fitness. That was my main priority. Nothing else mattered except for taking care of my body and my mind and my metaphorical spirit. I'm not, I don't really believe in a God-like figure, at least not like a Christian God, but nonetheless, uh, I felt like harmony in my mind and my body were really important. That was my priority. So when life got hard financially, I still maintained that, but I realized as I got older, there were certain habits that fell off. When I get more stressed, I'm less likely to look at my bank account because I know it's not going to make me happy. Uh, but you have to maintain that habit nonetheless. You know, getting up early, go to bed early, those are a huge struggle for me. And they actually make everything else harder because I wake up tired because I still might get up at a good time. I have to take care of my son, but now I'm not fully present for my son. And it's really important to try your hardest to maintain the other areas in your, of your life and not let that feeling of fail, failing, failure-ness <laughs> bleed into that. Because it's very easy to do that. It's very easy to feel like, okay, I failed in this area and maybe this area too. And possibly a little bit in this area. So now it's going to affect the rest of my life. Eating healthy, I don't feel like it. I'm just going to go get a burger from this fast food restaurant. You know, exercising, why bother? I don't feel like it today. I'm tired. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. So on. Uh, so really, really try to maintain the habits in your other the other habits in your life because this is the most crucial time to do it. And if you don't do that, uh, there's a chance that this is going to help in making you feel even worse about yourself. And that's that's not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling to be angry at yourself or sad at yourself because you're not doing these things and it's snowballing and snowballing and you're feeling more anxiety from the things that you have to do in your life to the point to where you're overwhelmed, you don't know where to start, you don't know what to do or who to talk to about the situation, it's tough. Uh, and as I said before, talking to people can help. Maybe you need professional help at this point, maybe you just need a friend. But either way, taking care of your obligations is going to help you continue to maintain the other areas of your life rather than falling deeper into that well of depression or sadness or self-loathing. Loathing. So those, those are the main three topics. So to recap, manage and monitor your self-talk. Listen to what you're saying in your head and try your hardest not to judge what you're saying. Just pay attention to it. Take note of it. As you get better at it, you're going to be able to better control your inner dialogue and tweak that because your thoughts are what controls your emotions and your emotions are what dictate your actions. So the sooner you start to cut that chain of command off and you tell yourself to think this kind of way about a situation, the sooner you start to control your emotional reactions to things, the sooner you start to control your actions in life and what you do. The next is connect with other people, whether it be forming allies, being around people who are where you want to be, volunteering for some sort of cause. Find something that you can do that gives back to a community or to other people. 
I guarantee you, you have some sort of skill, some sort of expertise, unless you lived in a cave where you do nothing your whole life. You know, if you're researching things your whole life, it might seem useless. I used to think that everything that I did up to the point of being 25 was useless, but it's gotten me so many jobs as a result. Uh, I've mostly done nothing but play games. I went to school for game design. Uh, I worked at GameStop for six years. <laughs> I worked in fast food while also working at GameStop to make ends meet while going to college. But a lot of those things, a lot of that experience helped me in ways that I didn't realize. When I worked at GameStop, uh, when I first started, I was scared to talk to people. When I worked food service, I always, walk, I always worked in the kitchen. I didn't want to deal with the customers. I was too nervous. I didn't know how to deal with people. Now I'm confident with talking to people of any culture. I've moved around a lot because of my, my dad. So I've moved several times. And then I worked at several different GameStops from Alabama to Michigan to California. And I, I got confident in my ability to approach people, to talk to people, to sell things to people, uh, things that I'm passionate about. I worked as a game developer. I went to school for game development. I didn't really have much training or care to have training in other areas of my life, but I realized that uh, I knew games very well. So I got into games journalism and started writing articles for several websites and had some pretty successful articles. And I was like, wow, that's very fascinating because I'm not a great writer, but I learned from working at GameStop how to talk about a game in a way that someone might like. You know, I don't like this game, but here's why you may like this game. Or I love this game, but here's why you may not like this game. Good example, Metal Gear. I love Metal Gear. The storyline is amazing to me. I love the gameplay. But you may not like the game because you play a lot of action games and notice you you don't tend to play games with heavy story or long cutscenes. So you might fall asleep watching the cutscenes from Metal Gear Solid. You may get confused by the convoluted storyline. You may not like this sort of thing. I love it, but I can still sell it or not sell it or recommend a game, build that trust with them, help them find a game that more fits what they tend to play. I'm going to recommend it and say why I like it, but also I'm willing to talk about why I don't like it. And people trusted me because of that. I had customers who would come to me specifically and wouldn't shop there unless I was there because they knew that I wouldn't sell them something that I don't think that they would like. And I would say why they wouldn't like it or I would say why they think they would like it. And I would pay attention to what they say, what they buy, what they do. And I got good at that and I figured out how to do that in written form to the best of my ability. I had to study how to write an article because I sucked at it, but I had editors who could give me feedback. <sighs> Anyways, those are the three things. You know, make sure you're giving back, make sure you're paying attention to yourself, and also uh, build your allies. Build your allies and uh, maintain your discipline in other areas of your life. That's the last one that I forgot to mention. I really like this topic. Uh, I I'm very hopeful. And like I talked about before, the 25-day challenge, that's been the one thing that I'm really trying to do in my life right now. Uh, other than my other life obligations, just one thing that I'm keeping track of, one little project that's going to make me stronger. And I feel like I'm getting more buff as a result of it. <laughs> but no, that, that's, that's what I have to say about that. Now the conversation starts because I don't want to just talk at you guys. I want to have a conversation. Uh, what are the things that you do to bounce back from failure? Or if you don't have an answer for that, what were your thoughts on these? What's the biggest takeaway that you got from this episode? Let me know 
in the show notes. DM me. My social media is going to be in the description or in the show notes, as well as the community's uh, FGC philosophy community, as well as the Kalamazoo FGC community, in case you want to participate in the tournaments or find some people to play fighting games with. As always, thank you guys so much. I appreciate everything the support that I've gotten so far. It's been fantastic. And I look forward to more in the future. That said, thank you guys so much. And I will see you all in the next one. Bye.